TV platform fragmentation has made authentication a nightmare for service providers and viewers. In this interview, Jeff Back of Cinecore explains the problem and how to solve it. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is August 10th, 2023. The fragmentation of TV platforms is causing endless problems for service providers and consumers. Uh, for example, each seems to handle the authentication in its own unique way. A service provider looking to deliver across all the popular platforms must customize their authentication code for its app for each of them. It is also confusing for users who must follow different procedures depending on which device they are using. However, there are solutions out there that simplify the authentication burden on service providers and users. In this interview with Jeff Back, Senior Vice President, Cloud ID, Product and Engineering at Cinecore, he explains the full dimensions of the problem and how Cloud ID works to simplify the process for service providers and for users. But before we get to the interview, if you haven't checked out the trackers feature on the Endscreen Media website, now is a great time to do it. I've just updated the pages for Disney, Roku and Vizio and they reflect their latest quarterly report numbers. You'll also find summaries of the US TV market and a list of the top AR and VR headsets. It's the fastest way to get up to speed on the topics that matter in our industry. And if you'd like to sponsor the trackers feature, send an email to sales at endscreenmedia.com. Now, on with the interview with Jeff Back, Senior Vice President, Cloud ID, Product and Engineering at Cinecore. And I'd like to welcome Jeff Back. Jeff is the Senior VP of Cloud ID and Product and Engineering at Cinecore. Jeff, welcome. Colin, good to be here. Good to meet you. Thank you very much. And so I've got a feeling that maybe some of my podcast listeners will not be familiar with Cinecore. Tell us a little bit about the company. Sure. Um, Cinecore uh, has been around for you know over 25 years, uh, servicing um, you know cable industry um, in in North America. Um, you know, started out with a a portal, an advertising business, added email, um, you know, white label email. So they they did white label portal and email for those cable operators and um you know they wanted to do single sign-on across those and so uh we had to do get into the identity business and and so the other element of Cinecore was born cloud id um but we're a new Cinecore. we've been taken private and um, we have actually sold off uh the portal and, and advertising business um, so we're now essentially two businesses. We are Cloud ID and um, we are Zimbra. And Zimbra is an, an open source white label email platform that, uh, you know, is sold primarily um, internationally. It's in, I think, about 140 countries around the world. Um, and so, you know, we will be you know, not necessarily focusing on a Cinecore brand, uh, you know, too much anymore. We're really focused on 
the Zimbra and the Cloud ID brand. And, um, you know, just a quick on Cloud ID, I mean, Cloud ID is essentially, you know, provides a, a modern customer identity and access management offering, uh, but a little unique. We do it as, as a managed service and we, you know, a lot of our clients find a lot of value in that. Yeah, I think managing identity is quite challenging these days for many companies, not least of which because of the uh, new rules like GDPR and California's Data Protection Act, which really uh, they're, they're pretty stringent in the way you handle those sorts of things. But uh, I imagine Cloud ID has changed a lot from its genesis as part of, the, I guess, the TV Everywhere efforts of cable, you know, 10 or 15 years ago here. Um, so talk to us a little bit about how it's evolved since then. And then I want to really get into some specifics about you have a you have a new announcement, which I definitely want to talk about a bit in sports. Uh, but there are some other interesting announcements or interesting use cases that I want to get it to get into as well. So why don't we start off there? Yeah, sure. And you, and you mentioned the key word. Uh, TV. So the TV everywhere uh, effort, you know, these these things came along called the Internet and uh, mobile technology and uh, turned turned the, the industry on its head. Right. And, and so cable operators wanted to offer, you know, over the top access to the content that they were providing linearly, linearly to their customers. Um, and, uh, you know, so they started to work on the technology to be able to do that. And then lo and behold, um, other players started showing up, these over-the-top players, uh, whether they were, you know, over-the-top content aggregators, new new ones, like you can think of a YouTube TV, um, or frankly, the, the content providers themselves. You know, they all started uh, to have a presence direct to consumer um, as well. Think of, you know, HBO and, and you know, they have their own apps. Um, but quite often you're still paying for um, those those access to that content through, you know, your cable provider. And so the industry collectively, um, both the over the top players and the linear one of uh, the, the MVPDs, the traditional cable operators, you know, it's actually quite successful and interesting, um, came together and and created the TV everywhere effort to enable an ability to, no matter how uh, a, a subscriber or a viewer wanted to um, you know, consume content, no matter what app or channel they were coming through, um, if, if they're paying for that content through uh, another distribution partner, they wanted an ability to set up a very um, you know, low uh, impedance, very easy, way to uh you know basically enable access to that content through that channel by using the credentials uh associated with who they were paying their distribution part right right and that kind of all they care about is getting eyeballs on that content because that 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 floats all boats right in the industry and um so we got square in the middle of 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 enabling that and um, that's how Cloud ID has has evolved and grown. And, and now, you know, we're doing not only that kind of authentication, but we're expanding out and doing new types of identity solutions, et cetera, for in particular, 
um, the over the top players like, uh, you know, some of our customers like Sirius XM, Peacock, Max, um, and YouTube TV, as I mentioned before, but there's a plethora. Right plethora of other ones as well there's there certainly are and i've got to tell you one of the things that i've talked about with uh my uh, my podcast listeners and in my written pieces is the complexity of the tv ecosystem today there are just so many tv os's and platforms that providers have to deal with and uh, th- that shows no signs of getting simpler far from it it, it seems like we have new entrants uh, even as recently as TiVo last year, or, and I think we also had Comcast and Charter with Zumo. They're also in. So anyway, this is a very, very complex situation, a very complex ecosystem in which to deliver content. And authentication is just another one of those complexities. So let's talk about how Cloud ID really simplifies that for anybody that has a service, any provider in sure. this market. Sure, sure. So, you know, um, let's take a YouTube TV as an example. Um, you know, they they want to offer as much content in, in, as possible, right, in, in their offering and package it up in certain ways. But again, like we said, um, you know, they may be subscribers, they may have, um, you know, subscribers that are still like me, um, you know, still have their cable and keep it for maybe local local sports here or there. But, um, uh, you know, they consume a lot through YouTube TV as well. And um, so, you know, they want to be able to give them access to that content. So what we do is we are connected. You mentioned how many are out there. We are connected to, to all of them. Um, and when I say connected, we've done identity integrations with with all of these um, you know uh, uh, partners, distribution partners. Um, and so uh, we present a common interface to our customer, say YouTube TV, where they can um, you know speak one language, one protocol, and one implementation, one integration. We in turn then, translate do the translation to um you know send those requests through the different integrations we have with whatever partner makes sense for them right and not only have we created those integrations but we maintain and update them on an ongoing basis so they always work so you know for somebody like a youtube tv who's trying to maximize um viewership um you know, we are a one-stop shop to get to 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 maximize at least their distribution partner viewership, right? They may be getting their own direct customers as well, but for that subset of the population, you know, we offer them a one-stop shop managed service to do that for them, um, and they don't have to hire an army of of identity experts and go create you know, single individual integrations and maintain them um, with every one of their distribution channel partners. So that takes that whole complex situation off the table. Um, When you say integration with each of the platforms, I assume you mean integration with things like customer management systems, billing, et cetera, et cetera, those those types of back-end systems. Absolutely. And, um, you know, quite often, though, it's the identity stack that we're, we're interacting with and the entitlements, uh, you know, repository um, that we're, we're interacting with. And they're managing 
that and they're quite often tweaking it and we have to accommodate and adjust for those tweaks right and so it's part of the value add that, that we bring to them hopefully, hopefully that makes sense it, it does it certainly does and one of the things i often say on uh, you know when when talking about integrations on these platforms I think it's always good for companies to recognize their limitations and and uh, work with companies like Cinecore on infrastructure like this. Why build it again when it's already built and you can get, it helps you get to market a lot faster. So let's talk very. So you're integrated with all the virtual MVPDs, which is great, uh, and uh, many of the many of the pay TV operators as well, and and them and major apps too. So Let's talk about this specific announcement that you had this week with uh, in sports. Sure. And um, so, uh, again, obviously a very major sports league that um, has a lot of um, uh, distribution partners. Um, you know, obviously, as, as every sports team, they have, um, you know, very complex rights, access rights for to watch um, in various geographies. So, so the entitlement aspects, you know, quite, quite com- complex, right? Um, so I, I think the first thing is, you know, the managed service and the one-stop shop definitely resonated right away because we had the conversation with them about the partners that they either were already had a deal with or were thinking about, and we hit every one of them. Um, you know, uh, you know, P- Peacock, Paramount Plus, uh, ESPN Plus, YouTube TV, as I've mentioned, uh, Amazon Prime. Um, you know, we we really did. We were able to support everybody that they wanted to 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 get authentication through um, right out of the gate. And you know, like I said, they 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 really they are one of the ones that. And I think this is increasingly going to happen, where you know, identity is getting complex, and to do it right is getting more and more complex. And um, the environments are very fractured to try and do what we're talking about, right? Where where we're trying to to do kind of a proxy authentication with distribution channel partners. So, you know, they realized they didn't want to do that. It wasn't their core competency, and so they were they were very willing to to outsource that to us. I think that one of the other things uh, coming from more of the streaming media space and, and our customers, um, longtime customers like HBO, uh, which is now Max, um, a, a number of other ones, we are used to dealing with high volume, volatile traffic demand. And, you know, think about the five or 10 minutes before the premiere of Game of Thrones, we've been able to handle that kind of demand proven. Uh, with, uh, you know, four nines SLAs. And, and so we let them talk to customers. And um, that was another big proving point that, that um, you know, they, they really liked, you know, because it's, you think about sports, right? It, it presents the same challenges in terms of volatile and high uh, volume demand. And uh, so they, we've, we've already supported them on that and we continue to, and that was a big selling point for them. HBO is a really interesting case because I remember that it's funny you should mention Game of Thrones when HBO, I think, was doing much of their own tech stack. 
That was one one situation where they had problems. They were tripped up by the number of people that logged in to watch the first episode of the new season. Yep. And I think that could have been one of the reasons why they ended up switching technology strategies and looking for partners such as yourself to to help them scale. So uh, to talk, let's talk about that scale issue for just a moment more. Uh, is this just, well, I say just, is this a, a facet that's brought specifically by the, the fact that you're in the cloud? I think you're working with Oracle Cloud on this. Is it just because you can call on extra resources uh, when you need it? Is that, that the reason I get the scalability? Yeah, no, it's, it's actually you know, much more than that. It is that, and we have been able to do that and manage that quite effectively in, you know, data center environments, but we are now in the cloud, as you, as you mentioned, Oracle cloud, quite happy um, with Oracle as a partner in in that endeavor. And um, so doing that, yes, the cloud, you know, just the general uh, capabilities of the cloud to be dynamically scalable have helped and, and, and improved even that um, for us. But it's not all about technology. It's, it's about, um, you know, pre-planning. Um, it's about monitoring and oversight. You know, when, when, when these things are happening, um, you know, we are, we are all over them and we're monitoring them. We can, and, and we're mo- not only monitoring our platform and its ability to handle the throughput necessary, but then on the 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 partner side, the 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 um, you know the distribution channel partners that we're trying to authenticate and authorize through, we're monitoring every one of those integrations. We're monitoring the health of them during these these big events, and so and we are proactively reaching out to them when we start to see that that's getting unhealthy. We're over overrunning them for them to increase capacity as well. Um, we have a number of capabilities in our own network where we can, uh, we have what we call circuit breakers that can do a number of different actions to, to if, if, a, if a connection is teetering, um, we, can, we, can, we can throttle back and slow down and, and, and try and get that connection back to a healthy connection. And, and so not bring that connection down to that particular partner. But also we've isolated all of these such that any problem with one given partner that does crop up does not impact all of the rest of the authentication authorization that we're doing. So it's, it's you know, I, I'd love to tell you we invented, you know, the, the, the next, you know, ma- you know mousetrap. We have a little bit, but it's, you know, it's just old you know, roll your sleeves up and, and, and make sure you're, you're monitoring everything right and, and being proactive about it. That's great. It's great that you, uh, you are potentially putting one customer, I guess, at risk because of another customer being overloaded. It sounds like that's all ring-fenced and secure and separate. It is. That's great. That's great. Okay, so we've talked a lot about some of the benefits for the service providers, those people that are providing service to consumers. Uh, one of the things that uh, I love is when it gets easier for me, the customer, the viewer, the person that's watching. One of the things I've loved uh, just recently is we're now using QR codes a lot when we go into authenticate with a new app. So, for example, I was watching the Women's World Cup and yeah. uh, was able to log into the Fox Now app with just a QR code, which I thought was great. Um, so, 
obviously you're doing that. Are there other things that you're going to bring to make my life easier as a, as a consumer of this content? Funny you should ask. Yes. Yeah, one of the things we're actually really excited about right now is we, next month, are, are launching our passwordless login as a service. Um, passwordless is an industry name that's thrown around a lot, but actually, you know, the, the other probably more accurate name for it is passkey. Um, and, and this kind of, uh, what it is, is it's kind of the latest and greatest in factor validation in the authentication flow. Um, the major platforms, you know, like Microsoft and Google and, and Apple are supporting now, you know, the, the, um, the development and storage on, on your local devices of pass keys. Okay. What is a pass key? A pass key is a unique token that is, that allows you access. Um, and it, it's, it's basically the combination of three things. It's, it's specific to three things. It's specific to your device. It's specific to, uh, you know, a means by which you prove you are who you are, like your thumbprint on the phone. And it's specific to the content that you're trying to, you know, the website you're trying to access. And so through a very simple process, you can create a pass key that sits on your phone that is, again, a, it, it's proven that you have the device. It's proven so you're in possession of the device. It's proven you are who you are through the biometric. And it's very specific to that website. And the next time you go into that website um, or whatever um, uh, you're, you're, you're logging into, um, it will, you know, again, like when you activate your phone and open your phone with your thumbprint, um, you now will be able to just log into that website with your thumbprint. And so, you know, not only does it make your life easier, so for Colin, you know, hopefully if you do that, you set it up once, makes things a heck of a lot easier. Um, but it also is going to address, you know, uh, uh, you know, for instance, phishing attacks and, and, you know, inherently somebody stealing passwords because there is no more password to steal, right? So it'll reduce that kind of fraud. And in addition, it's, it's actually going to, um, prevent credential sharing. So, so that kind of fraud will also, um, is eliminated in that. And that's, that's obviously very attractive. Um, to, you know, the, the content providers that were, or, or, or service providers that we're selling it to. We've, we've had quite a lot of interest. And, and the way we're doing it is, is, I think, unique in the industry in that we've created it as a service. Um, and it's, it's essentially a bolt on to your existing uh, identity stack and your existing, you know, say authentication flow very easily um either we could you know host the 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 page that it, you know initializes it um and 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 spare you the detail of, of you know interfacing with our api um or or you can and we can there's various uh implementation models but they're all um you know pretty straightforward and you can be up and running and and have passwordless as a feature in in your authentication uh, flow, you know, really, really quick. And can that be extended so that I could actually use my phone to authenticate something on my connected TV? 
Oh, great question. So yes. So right now we're focused on those those traditional devices, yep. but we are actually working on some unique solutions. We'll be presenting this at the Authenticate conference. Um, I think it's in October or November out in Seattle, um, where we are going to use passwordless in um, you know a connected TV uh, authentic- authentication and authorization flow, and and it's going to still start with the QR code. But when you go to the website um, that the QR code brings you to, now you can use passkey as as your login, and that's going to make that that um, flow even more seamless as well. Excellent. We're looking to apply it to a number of devices. We have, you know, SiriusXM is one of our biggest customers, and and we are we do a ton of very unique stuff for them on device linking and ensuring that devices stay linked. But one of the things we're actually talking to them about too is, um, you know, how can we embed password lists somehow in 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 uh, you know your login flows for for even devices. So so there's a lot you know there's a lot of room to run there. Yeah, I I agree, and I'm excited to have you in here simplifying things both for the providers and for the users. As you say, there's a lot of room to run. Things only seem to be getting more complex for both consumers and for providers. So it sounds like a very timely solution. And I can understand why Cynical is beginning to focus more exclusively on cloud ID for the future. So this is awesome, Jeff. I've really enjoyed the conversation. And and if people want to know more about this, will you be at IBC this year? Uh, we will have people at IBC. Um, so absolutely, but there, you know, it's it's also on our website. You can you yep. can log into our website. We also will be you know making announcements on LinkedIn and the social media. So there's, I think there's plenty of ways to reach out to us if you're interested on any of our value propositions that I've talked about today. Very good, and I'll make sure I include a link to the Cloud ID spot on the Cynical website with this posting. So Jeff, thank you so much for spending time with us. It was fun. Nice to meet you, Carl. Thank you. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media. All rights reserved.